0: Are you a technician who wants to set yourself apart? Then the Trusted Technician podcast is for you. I'm Derek Hofrichter, coach and trainer at SBE. And on this podcast, we will have experienced HVAC coaches and trainers, as well as top performing technicians, all sharing their tips and strategies to help you be more successful. This is coach Derek at SBE. Welcome back to the Trusted Technician podcast today we have a return guest to our to our podcast we've got jeff with blazer out in uh, virginia jeff welcome to the podcast welcome back thanks man glad to be here so jeff why did you get into hvac i
1: mean it was kind of funny it was just my dad talked to me years ago about you know like every high school kid that's about to graduate you know hey do you want to go to college you know what are your thoughts on that and I wasn't really sure, didn't know what I wanted to do. And he was like, look, you do whatever you want, but you know, I've had a lot of success in trades and a lot of them will pay for your schooling and things to that effect. So I just through family, friends and stuff, had a, a family friend that owned a and an air company. And my first day, whenever I showed up on the job, he said, uh, Jeff, today we're going to be installing ductwork. And I said, yes, sir. That's great. What's ductwork? You know, I didn't have a clue, right? I knew dad had that thing on the wall. That turn the temperature up and down. That's the only thing I knew about it. but with just somebody giving me a chance, I could bore you to death with conversations about duckbird
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how long have you been doing this? Since so 2009. Okay. So a decent amount of time. What, what for you has been your favorite thing? Like why stay with it? Well, I love
1: coming up with solutions for customers, you know, whenever you walk into a customer's home and you know, they're anxious and they don't really know what to expect and by the end, whenever I just feel that they have that sour relief that they just know that they're being taken care of, and, you know, at times can be excited about what's to come because the information has been relayed accordingly and they feel confident that we're going to come up with a solution for them.
0: Yeah. And obviously you're good at that because you do well. When you're consistently in our SB rankings, what was your, what was your total revenue last year for 2022? I was running at about 1.9 million. Okay. Yeah. So that's really good. You, d- you do really well, w- which means you are good at uh, coming up, not only just coming up with solutions, cause I think most techs come up with a solution, but you've got that key magical ingredient of the homeowner wants to do your uh, solution. So what is that gap between I have a solution and the homeowner's like, yeah, let's do, let's do that.
1: Without a doubt, man, it's just having a good consistent process. I started doing the SBA training. I went to Phoenix and Corey actually trained. I did my first boot camp with Corey um, around 2016. And I was that guy just like everybody else. that Oh no, nobody can do that. You know, oh, this doesn't happen. You know, I kind of had a barrier up, but once I had some coaching and started trying some of these things, I realized the wins that I was getting, the impact that it was having. You know, for instance, when I started sending my pictures and videos and asking impact questions to customers about that, my revenue almost doubled. You know, so I mean, whenever you see impacts like that, you know, the owner of our company once told me, he said, I, you know, we don't want to be the guy that reinvents the wheel. We just want to be the guy that learns from the people that have already invented the wheel. So that's my goal. You know, I'm not here to try to invent new things or anything. I just want to learn. The way still do learn the way that the processes work, brothers, for, for many years, which yeah. is why I'm so passionate about the SB process.
0: Yeah, I like that. And 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 the truth is too, like wheels alone are kind of not worth anything. You need to actually put them on a vehicle. That's exactly great. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's different types of vehicles that can go different speeds and things like that, but they've all got wheels, right? It's how they're utilizing it. So when you say process, because that's a word that gets thrown around a lot right? You need need a process, process. And even in other conversations, Jeff, I've said things like, well, everybody has a process. It's just some processes give a bad outcome or an outcome we don't like. And then some processes give the outcome that we do like, or that we do want. Give me kind of an overview for you. What does it mean to have a process and to follow a process? Like, what does that mean? And why is that so important to you?
1: So my ultimate goal on every single call, you know, uncovering the issue and know what it's going to take to fix or replace the system, obviously is part of the process. But I think the bigger part of that process is to relay the information to the customer in ways that it makes sense to them. Instead of forcing them into the decision, I like to break it down in layman's terms have it and let them make the decision. You know, ultimately, this is their home and their place. And regardless of what I know about eating and air. I really think it's our job to figure out what they want and what we can do to make them comfortable on each
0: job. Yeah. So let's walk through a process, all right? So for you, how does it start?
1: Well, it always starts with the call ahead, of course, you know, on all of my customers, well, I say it starts with the call ahead and I like to do a lot of research on all of my customers prior to going to the home. I like to know the age of the equipment, the area that we're at, the square footage of the home, you know, maybe you can even look up on Google Earth and see where the outdoor units are located. I just like to gather all the information I can so that I'm prepared prior to talking to that customer, instead of just asking questions and acting like a guy that doesn't know, because the more you can familiarize with the property prior to going out, the more conversation you can have with the customer to make them feel comfortable about being in your home.
0: I was going to say, I know this year you've kind of transitioned more to selling, right? So is that kind of even like a newer... Maybe piece to your process because you've seen the value of that, especially in like an estimate or a, like I'm going in to sell type of scenario.
1: Well, the process for selling, of course, as we know, is a little bit different. But even prior to that, I was always as a technician passionate about things like what did we do on the job before? Was this a new customer? How did they hear about us? Right. So history of the repairs that they've made, age of the equipment, similar things right so similar process that just tweaked a little bit but i've
0: always been a guy that wanted to do my research on the front mm-hmm. end that's amazing work. because if if you're prepared uh I, I think that comes across as competence and professionalism to the homeowner i think if if we switch the perspective to the homeowner's perspective how frustrating is that to open the door to a tech who at least gives off why am i here mm mm-hmm. mhm Right. Absolutely. Or, right. So that's huge that you do that. I think that's definitely part of your success.
1: Well, just like you said, you know, if we get there with the what am I here to do, what am I doing kind of mentality that's pushing them the wrong way. On, and we want to start that right from the beginning, right? So I'm trying to push that, you know, even prior to the conversation, I got my stuff together, you know, say we're as a technician, we might throw a question. So I see we replaced the master the right, last time we were here. Is that correct? You know, just to try to get the customer comfortable with, oh yeah, we did do that last time. You remember that? You know, it just, it gets it swinging in the right direction so that, you know, my goal is whenever they hang up the phone, wow, you know, I I really think that this visit's going to go well. Jeff really seems like he's ready to take care of us today.
0: Yeah. Jeff's a prepared professional. I I just like that in a different industry. I've, I've heard it said before the professional is always prepared. Right. Right. And I think that that's something that should happen more with uh HVAC tax or plumbers, like actually be prepared for what you're going into. So I love that you're talking about that. Okay. So phone call ad arrive, knock on the door. Now you're face to face with the homeowner. Now, now what happens in your process?
1: Now, I like to just kind of confirm, you know, what we're there for as well. You know, I mean, for instance, me, you understand I'm here for, to do an estimate on the downstairs system. Is that correct? You know, have you ever had an estimate done before? You know, what did you think about it? You know, I got some unpacked questions that I really think get the, the ball rolling because again, with these questions, the goal right there is to figure out what they actually want, right? Don't go in with Tunnel Vision, tell them all this cool stuff that they can do and Jump straight to Solutions. Really got to dig in at that time to show value to the customer. Hey, I'm here to take care of you, but I want to do it the way that you want it done. So that's why I'm going to be asking these questions on the way to make sure that we're on the same page all the way through.
0: Yeah. I've done some role play with you, you know, before in training uh, scenarios, and I've heard you do it, you know, a number of times. And I know that that's something that I've consistently heard you do. It's kind of like ask permission to ask questions, right? Like you, you kind of have a way you approach that, right? We learned something from everybody, and
1: actually, I was on a tech mastermind one time, and one of the technicians, one of the guys, objections to the process have, he was asking all those questions take time. Don't you think customers are just going to think you're weird that you're asking all these questions? And one of the guys said, "Well, I know it sounds funny, but just get permission to ask the questions." And I mean, that's gold right there. Like, yeah, you, got, you know, we're all we're doing is getting permission throughout this whole thing. Why not start with permission to ask questions? So
0: give me an example of what that sounds like. Like pretend I'm the, I'm the homeowner and you're going to get permission from me to ask questions.
1: So my ultimate goal while I'm here is to make sure that I do what you all want. I don't want to get tunnel vision or get sidetracked on anything. So I'm just going to be asking you some questions along the way to make sure that I'm getting you comfortable the way that you should be. Would that
0: be okay with you? That's beautiful. There's really no reason to say no to that. What in the role of the homeowner what it's sounding like to me is uh, you care about my opinion you care about what i think you're respecting my house and i'm gonna like that i'm gonna want now to give you that info because it benefits me versus yeah if you feel like you're getting interrogated by somebody you just feel like the info is not for my benefit it's you're going to use it against me
1: absolutely and so you know obviously it's not every day that people wake up and a system replacement day or they have an issue or whatever. You know, people are on edge at that point, right? They don't know a whole lot about it. They might get on Google for a half an hour, to try to figure out a couple of things. Um, uh, and they have somebody coming up to their home that they think is going to try to sell them something the whole time. So if we don't make that connection right there and good rapport right there to where we can get them to trust us, we'll never truly uncover what they want because what are they going to do then? They're going to lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just think it's important to say, look, this is how I'm here. This is the way that I like to do things. Is this okay with you? Because I really want to get to the solutions that you want to do.
0: Nice. How much flexibility is there in your process? Well,
1: I mean, the process, it, it all depends on blended personality and everything. I mean, I'm a firm believer in the nurture of the whole way through, whether somebody's hostile or they're not quite understanding the information or they're intimidating or whatever, but I'm... But really prideful in making sure that I uh, ask certain impact questions and I don't walk to the van having to say, oh, I wish I would have got this piece of information, right? But it can happen at different times and at certain times, other than your upfront contract and you're setting the stage. When you start doing the walk around and everything and really uncovering things, impact questions and uncovering information really can find be found anywhere in there. Just as long as you don't jump to solutions and assume too early, I think you have great success with it.
0: Yeah. When you said jump to solutions or make assumptions and then, you know, you started out by saying too that, you know, you like solving things. So do you feel like your muscle memory is now good or is it still a temptation that you have? Wait, hold on to it. Don't solve it yet. Ask more questions. You still battle that and and what maybe your advice for uh, people who battle that? I did
1: for a long time, but what you end up doing is sometimes you can put your foot in your mouth, so to speak. If you don't know the whole system and everything there, how do you know that the solution you're uncovering is either going to even going to hundred percent work? So what I try to do for myself is before I know for sure that this is what we can do, have you. For instance, if somebody asks, oh yeah, well, you know, can we do a duck clean? And I'll say, well, you know, I'll certainly evaluate the duck luck while I'm here and look at that and see what my thoughts are. I may take some pictures and videos of the duck. And then we'll have a conversation about that after I get all my information, right? Just don't let them jump the gun on you, have you, know, because some customers can, they're exciting, you know, they're anxious to get the information, just get that number, but if you can't show the value in as the why, I've went to people's house and they say they, need, they wanted a duck meeting and you get there and they just moved down the duck's blacklist where somebody has been there before, but the system's 20 years old, right? <clears throat> So, as me being a technician in their home, do I say, oh, well, yeah, here you can clean your duck? I mean, yes, if that's what they want to do. But if I send them pictures and videos of some really clean duck work and then say, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but your duck work looks like it's in decent shape. Um, yeah. You know, the age of your system by chance. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's good, right?
1: So, you know, I mean, I, all situations are different. I've seen. Plenty of things where you think you're going out for one thing and the call ends up being totally different. Now, I was on a call for a guy the other day. All he wanted was a humidifier. You know, that's all he wanted. But after taking some pictures and videos and asking impact questions, how old's the duck? Well, this duck work's been in here since the 80s. So, oh, wow. How old's the system? It's about six years old. Well, you may think it's six years old, but I actually just looked at the numbers and we're 20 years old. Mm. <laughs> Well, by the end of that, and I, I went back there three times because for my customers, I always I tell them I don't care how many times it takes. I want them to be comfortable with the information prior to talking about money or installation. I want them to be 100% comfortable and I want it to be their decision. But he bought a new system, ductwork, and a humidifier. I mean, you're turning a cool $4,000 ticket into a $24,000 job just by discussing what they have. A lot of yeah. people don't
0: know with it. They're, they don't sit around thinking about it right? It's it's not a concern until it's a concern. So Jeff, this is amazing stuff. I always love talking with you and we could probably talk all day on here, but uh, I do have to let you go. But last thing, what advice would you give to a technician who is maybe just frustrated with, with where they're at, what they're doing, you know, the outcome of everything and not quite sure like even maybe where to start making changes or, you know, maybe they've got a lot of habits like I know, cause I know you coach a little bit more and stuff too. Like how, how would you speak to kind of encourage them or help them focus?
1: My advice would be that, you know, you can always learn from somebody. Sometimes you might figure out what, what to do or what not to do, but the industry's evolving, people are evolving. But if you develop a process of things and you try new things, I think that you'll really learn that there are other ways to do things and there are other ways to communicate with people. And I really think that when we try new things, usually we see good results. Like, I mean, at the beginning of this conversation, I said, no, I was a technician in 2016, had okay revenue, right? And thought that I could fix anything. And I thought that that was it, right? Well, again, the, the impact of pictures and videos alone doubled my revenue. Was that something that was changed? Yes. Was it something that was uncomfortable that I had to learn to adapt to, right? It wasn't in my normal process. But when I changed my process, it changed the result, right? You know, so that's what I would say is just be adapt to change. Things are always changing. There are new ways and more efficient ways to do it. And it never hurts to try it. You try anything, maybe it doesn't work the first couple of times, but then on the fourth or fifth, it works excellent. And then it becomes more natural to you. And the next thing you
0: know, you're in the top 100. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Jeff, thanks so much for being on the podcast again. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Trusted Technician Podcast. If you would like to learn more about SBE, you can find us online at sbeodyssey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.